0: Hey, David. Yes, Sean. You're not David.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. Who are you? I'm Farbsy on TikTok. No, I'm kidding. It's Max.
0: <laughs> Max, you're so much better than David. I love your energy.
1: I'm honored.
0: Ah, do you know what else is an honor? The fact that you're gonna be on this episode of the Scene On-Screen podcast. <laughs>
1: It's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered.
0: Welcome to the Steam On Screen Podcast with your host,
1: Sean
0: and David. It's never a dull moment when we have some extra friends along for the ride. Of course, I'm talking about our friend Farby who definitely joined in the intro and maybe took out David. I'm not I'm not quite sure. David, are are you there? Are you alive? Are you good?
1: David?
2: I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to you guys anymore.
1: Things are changing,
2: man. I'm a changing young man.
0: In in, in like August, we're going to say it's going to be the scene on screen podcast featuring at David.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just slowly just like push me out. Like, wait a second. Am I planning my own demise right now?
1: You may be. <laughs> I haven't even fully realized it yet.
2: I know, right? Are
0: are you seen or screen? Which one are you?
2: Uh well, I guess I would be the screen because you guys are looking right through me right now.
1: Can I be um, can I be on?
0: Yes, you can
1: <laughs> yeah, be
2: yeah, on. Yes. Like
0: you're always on. I made it. Yeah. Um before we get to the main attraction today, Max, I gotta tell you, man, you're customer service videos were always like prime and i gotta give you a shout out you had Polly d you had isaiah crowell like you've had some bigger people richard jefferson man you're you're right in the sports world now i know right and weirdly the shore but like it's so cool (laughs) to see a friend of mine succeeding Killing it on TikTok and your voice is being shared by thousands and thousands.
1: I know, it's 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 weird. Like I love it, don't get me wrong, but it is just the
0: strangest thing. It's it's surreal. Mm-hmm. And I, I gotta say, your new niche, and I, I'll say it's a niche because I don't know how long it'll last. <laughs> But your your dog customer service videos <laughs> are delightful.
1: Thank you. No, I like I had that idea, honestly, for quite a while. I just never had the time to do it. And then one day I was just like, you know what? Let me take like 10 minutes, see what I can get and see how it goes. And uh, yeah, the rest is basically history.
0: <laughs> I, I love it. Now, for our eagle-eyed listeners or eagle-eared listeners...
2: Or eagles fans and the hotel eagles California have, like good hearing.
0: They must. They can hear mice from a long way away.
2: Can they hear them or can they see them?
0: That's a Ooh. good. Point, I thought it was.
2: I think that's why it's called. That's why it's eagle eye because it, eagles have very good eyesight.
0: That 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 is a fair point. I was just going to ask Max because I was trying to like. Bridge to Hotel California. Yeah, I'm just going to
2: ruin all of your segues because you hurt my feelings.
0: When are you going to do more music-based puns on TikTok? Uh,
1: Yeah, I I should do more. I mean, once I find something that I really like, I kind of just enjoy rolling with it for a bit just because it's really fun to do. Uh, But people do enjoy the lyric content. I just need to, I'm trying to think of like more songs that like everyone knows that have those lines where it's like, oh, like, what if this was a real thing? You know, what if someone actually did book a reservation at Hotel California? What if someone did go like drive their Chevy to the levee and the levee was dry? You know, like,
0: honestly, my favorite joke you've ever done, (laughs) like it's, it's so simple and It's it's such an eloquent lyric and you're just like, yeah, it was dry. I love that.
1: I I knew that like people were going to say, oh, like I was expecting this yet. I still laughed, which is exactly what happened. So I think I did a good job.
0: What happens when you drive the Chevy to the levee? As I'm punching my microphone in the air, (laughs) David has me all flustered. He's mad at us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
2: get on with the show, okay?
0: fine Folks. we will begrudgingly we are going to talk about 2021 sexiest man alive we are going to talk about the guy who not only touches our what? funny bone he always oh. tickles our funny bone
2: <laughs> yeah he doesn't touch my funny bone
0: has has some of the most memorable roles of the last 10 years now this person ha- didn't have a like the hot start a lot of comedians do or actors for that matter had to grind it out a little bit. And he's a little bit of a Swiss Army man, if uh, you will. He does a lot of television. He takes breaks from movies. We are talking about the amazing Paul Rudd today
2: on is Catch he, Is he voted the sexiest man of 2021?
0: Uh, that was last year. I do believe mm-hmm. so. I do declare he did.
2: Okay, because I have a problem with this. I did not vote.
0: And who would you have voted for?
2: <laughs> so, how do we know if he actually is the sexiest man of 2021? If did you guys vote? Who's I, I,
1: me personally? No, but it, it makes me wonder who is on the committee,
2: right? Who is the ones that decide who is the sexiest man, and what is the criteria?
0: I think it's Clooney and a panel of cronies. It, it's <laughs> just every—it's like, everyone
1: from the Ocean's movies. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, the question is, why did Paul Redwin and why wasn't it Michael Keaton?
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) as you know, Michael Keaton is only sexy in
2: one person's eyes. David, you take that back. Oh, two people's eyes. (laughs) Two people's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have two eyes. Okay. So that's at least four eyes. (laughs) Two people, four eyes. Come on, guys. Come on.
0: I was right. At least Max laughs at my
2: jokes. (laughs) Always. I got you, David.
0: (laughs) There's a lyric TikTok for you right there. He laughs at my dumb jokes when no one does. (laughs) I never said dumb jokes. Where do I put all these Mexican sombreros? (laughs) Just because. (laughs) Blink 182. Mm -hmm. Early stuff, completely underrated for a lot of people. But we're here for Paul Rudd. Paul Stephen Rudd, born in 1969. Nice. So. The rules are simple, gentlemen. We have cash, we have crap, and we have the middle road, which you can't really land on because there's three of us. So you have to vote one way or the other. We will go through some of his classic films. We are not touching television, but we will uh, we will talk a little bit about some of his television projects because I think that's still super duper important. And most importantly, we are going to have some laughs, some cries, and some good times. So... Let's start off with the first movie I have on his list. It was a, a little movie that had also a TV show involved where his character kind of got written down a little bit. Starring Alicia Silverstone and Brittany Murphy and the rest of the cast of Clueless, we have the movie Clueless in 1995. I honestly thought for the longest time, and this isn't about Paul Rudd at all, but I thought Clueless was only Rachel, uh, Rachel Blanchard, I believe was her name from the TV show. And nobody else. I was like, the Alicia Silverstone thing is wrong. She's not the real person. But Clueless was like a gateway movie to a very good television series. And for me, I don't think I can give it like a a cash money Paul Rudd thing. This was one of his first quote unquote major roles. But he played the lead's brother. And that was considered a major role at the time. He was one of the top builds, I think it was within the top five. But he wasn't the Silverstone, the Stacey Dash, the Brittany Murphy, the Donald Faison. Like those are your big clueless people, right? I don't know. I do you guys remember this movie? I, I, I not think at it's all.
1: I think it's debatable because I mean at the time, yeah, Paul Rudd was like, you know, not really he wasn't a household name. So I think when people are watching Clueless for the first time, they're like, oh, you know, Paul Rudd, like sure, he seems cool, that's great. And now you go back and you think to yourself, like watching Clueless in 2022, you're like, oh, it's Paul Rudd. Like, of course, you know? So it's it, it, it hits different watching it, knowing how much everybody loves Paul Rudd now. I think at the time we were all kind of like, who is this guy? He seems to have some potential, but you never know. So it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> I,
0: I, I agree with that statement a lot too, because I think until we get to the, f- like, 40 year old virgin or anchorman people really didn't know. And he still didn't get a lot of big roles until like the lower third of this list. So it's interesting.
1: He was, he was a big supporting actor, Mm. you know, in his, in in the early days.
2: And this one, like, honestly, I don't even really remember the story behind this movie. And I think it's hard to say that this is a Paul red film. Just because he he was a secondary or even a tertiary actor or, or character in this movie, right? Like, he wasn't a main character enough that people are going to think of this movie when they think of Paul Rudd movies, right? Like, 100%. 100%.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But I had to start somewhere. And I had to start with something that was recognizable as this, like one of his first things that you would have remembered him in, you know? Like That's I fair. couldn't just be like anchorman as his first movie. Cause that would have been completely inaccurate. Um, so where do we land on clueless? Is it a cash movie? Because it didn't make any money. I remember clueless for the television show more than the film. If I'm being totally honest with you all, it just really depends on how you feel about it.
1: I personally, you know, you're right. It didn't make a lot of money. But I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think it's it was funny for the times. It's not you know not as funny nowadays. But I think for that humor at that time period, I think it was really well done. So overall, I would say cash. Alicia Silverstone's great. Love Paul Rudd, Donald Faison, Turk from Scrubs.
0: Like how could you say no? You know <laughs> the, the the big Turk Daddy himself. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm for it. What about you, David?
2: I honestly am unable to uh to accurately vote on this one. Cause I don't have um I don't have enough knowledge of this film to really say whether it was cash or crap by like going base off of uh strictly money earning a loan, it's crap. But oh. it is kind of like a middle of the road like it's rating. Audience rating 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Like, that's not a bad movie. So that would technically make it kind of a cash movie. Yeah, and it was
0: certified fresh. But at the same time,
2: it's not a Paul Rudd film. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I respect
0: that. His first film actually happened at the same time. So he was one of the leads in Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. I don't remember this one. I'm going to be super duper honest.
2: Yeah, same here. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I always thought Michael Myers was uh, a beloved Canadian (laughs) (laughs) actor. And so this was very confusing for me as a child.
0: Especially after all the things we said about Mike Myers last week on the show.
2: Yeah, right. Or a few weeks ago. Or a few weeks ago.
0: So I'm going to give this one a crap. Solely because I don't remember it, it wasn't one of the Halloweens that I kind of remember, like a big, scary, gruesome death. It made money, but it was also made on a shoestring budget.
1: Yeah,
2: I I, I would go crap as well for this.
0: And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 9%. So
2: (sighs) Yeah, but that's the critic score. We don't believe the critic scores. The audience score is 37%. So I think that's pretty good for a uh, (laughs) Halloween film from 1995.
0: That's fair. Now, onto one of my personal favorite movies. This is like, uh, if you like ensemble comedies, Wet Hot American Summer might be the film for you. It's not for everybody. It's about these teenagers that work at a summer camp. It was done in 2001 and it has Elizabeth Banks, David Hyde Pierce, H. John Benjamin. uh, Too many people to actually name off the top of my head so i'm pulling the the imdb page as well (laughs) uh michael show walter uh i believe molly shannon was in it michael ian black amy poehler bradley cooper huge joe latruglio is that how you say his last name latruglio yeah you got it that that's a massive cast and joe uh garofalo
1: janine garofalo
0: is that what a I gotcha. Garofalo? Garofalo, thank you. I got gotcha. you. This movie to me is one of my favorite movies from high school. That this is this is like in the American Pie world for me. Um, I would give it cash all day, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it was a fun movie. It made no money, like at all. It was shot for five million dollars, and it made three hundred thousand dollars. But it's a cult classic. People love this movie.
1: Can I be totally honest with you both right now in this moment? Can I be totally
2: honest with you at the same time?
1: David, I think we're about to say the exact same thing.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm a broom. On, on the count of three. One, two, three. I've, I've never seen never this seen movie. Wet
1: hot
0: American Summer. <laughs> really? Neither of you. Okay, you guys got some homework. So <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer has a sequel that came out on Netflix and a television series that came out on Netflix. I
1: remember seeing that and, and thinking to myself, why haven't I seen this?
2: <laughs> cuz it seems like Cold, it's so dry up my alley. American winter. <laughs>
0: no, it's called Wet Hot American Summer, the Like the reunion, I think. Yeah. And it's funny cuz some of the movie was shot um at different times. They like green screen the crowd together for a scene. It's pretty funny. So, unfortunately, I can't give this movie a cra- a cash because you guys haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. Sorry.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Um, We picked an actor. We stick through it. That's true. If only uh, his other movies you guys hadn't seen either, then we'd have a lot more trouble, but that's impossible as of right now. Now between 2001 and 2004, Paul Rudd did a lot of TV. Maybe he didn't think uh, movies was going to be the thing for him, but there was one role that he did from 2002 to 2004 that I think changed Paul Rudd's trajectory for his entire career. And that was Mike Hannigan and friends. Now, obviously friends is one of the most cash items of all time. Disagree. Do you want to just like hang up on him? (laughs) (laughs) Friends is one of the most cash television shows of all time. It's disagree. it's It's, it's in the pantheon of TV. We, we you need ne- to have
2: like a, a Friends versus Seinfeld uh, episode, sure. Where we take the top like five episodes of both series and and pit them against each other.
0: <laughs> All right, okay, okay, I'm in. But I I was trying to segue on Paul, and he killed me again. But that's cool. <laughs> He um, killed me
2: in the first two minutes of this episode.
0: I'm sorry. Um, I, <laughs> if you don't, I, there's a scene in Friends, and it's recently come up where Paul's character Mike is talking to Phoebe, and he's talking about his ex girlfriend. And this has been stitched into some TikToks recently with um, an unknown actress named Amber Heard. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. She's making the news a lot.
2: Can't say it's- I've heard of Amber Heard. Anyways,
0: there's there's a scene in Friends where he's talking about his crazy ex-wife who defecated on his, like, his bed. So people are stitching that scene to Amber Heard talking about the defecation on Johnny Depp's bed. Oh, my God. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but not the point here. <laughs> How timely. Right? So first movie that he was a top-billed actor, 2004, Anchorman. We've talked about this movie before on this very show and setup. Is it still cash if you say it's a Paul Rudd movie featuring Will Ferrell?
1: No matter who is featured, this movie will always be cash in my eyes. Mm -hmm.
2: The thing is, is because he was he was a main character. Sure, it was a Will Ferrell movie, but he was uh, a staple of the news team. And he had some of the most memorable lines in that entire movie. Sex Panther.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right? like, 60% of the time. 60% of the time it works <laughs> every, every
2: time, time. <laughs> right? Like his character, I think this is where his career really launched because when he wasn't a main, he wasn't a main character for this film, but he had a big enough role in it that it put him into the spotlight for other things, right? He was, he wasn't being scrutinized as much as say like Will Ferrell would have been for his performance in that, right? But he made a big enough impact in that film that it led to future opportunities where he was a main character and he was like the top, one of the top billed actors. So, you know, this 100%. movie is, is going to always be cash, regardless of what year it is. Like in a hundred years, people are still going to love this movie guaranteed
0: yeah even the the hidden secret movie that we've never seen still haven't seen it i gotta
2: okay i'm gonna bring it down when uh when i come to visit and we're gonna watch it
0: we're gonna watch oh like wake up ron burgundy Mm
2: -hmm. wake up ron burgundy yeah
0: seems like an odd thing to whip out at a bachelor (laughs) party. It has well, to be like I, can
2: watch. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Like, rules are rules. <laughs> I, I don't make them.
0: Bros before bros. I like that. Now, David's right. So, first, Angerman, obviously, Cash. I don't think we're going to dispute that at all. But his work in this movie led to one of his most iconic buddy roles in The 40-year-old Virgin. And to even ignore the 40-year-old virgin as a movie that's not his would be a mistake because it's like a coming out party for him. Seth Rogen. Oh, Elizabeth Banks is in the movie again. Leslie Mann. You're going to hear some names a lot here, but when you think of the 40-year-old virgin, what do you, what do you honestly think about? Like what, what feeling did you have when you were at the theater or when you saw it for the first time?
2: Depression. Uh,
1: (laughs) I remember thinking I'm probably too young to be here but I'm
0: yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great one. The, the big thing for me anyways in this film is he just shot a movie with Steve Carell and then he was second to Steve Carell in that movie. I thought Seth Rogen was funny in it, but everything went to Paul Rudd's character. From him like, was it Mindy Kaling that played his like girlfriend that he was trying to get away from that he was like stalking? That's a
2: good Uh, question. I believe so, yes.
0: Like, every part, every interaction he had in that entire show was just, or in show, in that entire film was just so on point. Jane Lynch was in that movie. Holy crap. Uh,
1: Catherine Keener.
0: Yeah, it was Mindy Kaling. Um, Kat Dennings played the daughter.
1: Wow. Jonah Hill. Right? Jonah Hill had a brief <laughs> cameo as the guy who wanted the uh, the boots.
0: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> can I just buy them now? No, you have to buy them online. Oh, so I can't just but like I'm them?
1: here now. <laughs> I want them
0: <laughs> so easily in my eyes, cash.
1: Yeah, hundred percent,
2: one hundred percent. It it was one of those movies that uh, I think. What, what year was this again? 2004?
0: 2005. 2005. Okay.
2: So it was right around the time when all of these kind of like raunchy comedies were coming out. Right? Uh, it, uh, Anchorman came out the year before, and it did have some raunchiness to it. like, But this one was extreme. Like, they full on, you know, almost barely full frontal nudity in a comedy. Right, the thing is, is like they made it. It was a uh, like like Max said. Watching in the theaters, we're like, okay, should I be in this? Because <laughs> it's one of those movies that you are watching at home. You put on, and your parents are like, oh, what are we watching? And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> because and yeah. there's a lot that happens. I remember, I remember, I was dating a girl. This was back in high school. And we were at her parents' place, and we were watching this movie, and they wanted to watch Forty Year Old Virgin with us and it was the most awkward thing ever
1: oh Yikes. that's a no
0: that's a no for me doug <laughs> yeah <laughs> also yeah. we got to be
1: thankful because if the 40 year old virgin never happened heck if half of these paul rudd movies never happened we wouldn't have the masterpiece that was the 41 year old virgin who knocked up sarah marshall and felt super bad about it
0: that is so insanely true
2: this is true
0: i'm just i'm trying to think of like a one-liner that maybe paul rudd had in the movie but like he was just he was so good in the movie that i don't feel like there was like a a one-liner that popped off
2: the the thing is with uh, the 40-year-old virgin i think that movie is is an iconic movie for the time it has a lot of funny parts but i don't think it really has a whole lot of parts that are quotable
1: yeah it's not a very quotable movie the the, really the only quote it's not even from paul rudd it's from steve carell's when he refers to touching a boob as a bag of sand
2: (laughs) yeah that's really the only thing that most people know about or remember right
0: yeah oh there's so many like there's the fucking a goat thing there's uh, like the, yeah but the super ones that i can't say because i'm not
2: allowed to <laughs> but the thing is is a lot of these these things sure they are they're memorable but they're not quotable right you know i'm sure if you were to do a quote about fucking a goat or something like that people would just think you're talking about fucking a goat and not making a <laughs> reference to, to the four-year-old virgin right that's fair
0: that's fair But, you know,
2: with with Anchorman, you could say, oh, it's an optical illusion. I'm in a glass case uh, of emotion. (laughs) It's an optical illusion. It's the uh, pattern on the plant pants, (laughs) right? Like people know what it's from and it's just like an obscure line. Right. So but this movie, though, was like you said, it was uh, a big role for Paul Rudd because he just came off of Anchorman and now he's like front and center pretty much like Mm -hmm. yeah sure he's not the main actor but he's still up there and he's one of the main characters in this movie and uh his performance in this was just as important as steve carell's because it created he he just complimented the character right like steve carell's main like the main character he complimented it and just took it to that next level right
0: yeah he was he was a pillar i mean I, the only thing I can think of like off the top of my head for that movie isn't even out of his mouth. It's the whole, like, when he's talking to Seth Rogen, and he's like, oh, so congratulations on playing the scene. He's like, yeah, what do you do next? He's like, yeah, you fucked the plant." <laughs> he's just talking about like trying to seduce the girl in the library. And there's the, which probably wouldn't happen now, the way comedies are written, but the scene between Paul and Seth where they're like, they're going back and forth, going like, "Do you know how yeah. I know you're gay?" He's like, "You macramé your jean shorts." Like that, like, I just remember you, you that. Listen part cold play. You, like,
2: you listen to Coldplay. You listen to Coldplay.
0: Ironically,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that one's a cash. Yeah, I I can't say that for the next one. Diggers. What would you I call me? S- <laughs> <laughs> a, a digger. <laughs> um. I remember seeing part of this movie and being very bored. i like, maybe it just wasn't my time. It was like a, from what I can understand now, it's like a Sundance style film. Um, It's just a story about a tight knit group of friends who try and maintain their small town way of life um, in changes.
1: Well, see, it's written by Ken Marino, who I love. So that's, what's kind of throwing me off is like, I, when I think of Ken Marino, I think of like, Party Down, Children's Hospital, all these hilarious shows. but Brooklyn I,
0: Nine-Nine. Yeah, yeah. Like, but
1: like, I do not remember this movie at all.
0: It kind of reminds me of um, some of the movies Ed Helms has done, where you don't really know. like, like You know the one where he goes to the sales conference? Yes. Can't, couldn't tell you what the movie's called? C- Cedar, the top Ra- of Cedar my- Rapids? Or- yeah, exactly. This is what this kind of movie reminds me yeah. of, but I just didn't find it as funny. And like, you, you tend to remember movies that like Moira Turney are in, or is in. Like she's very, she's a standout actress in everything she does. So Clearly not as
1: much as we thought.
0: Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. We should do her next. Cash or Crap, Moira Turney. What one was the one she did with, uh, oh, Liar Liar. Wow. That was a, that was a quick trip. <laughs> I, uh, I've, yeah, a good, I've never
2: seen this movie, so yeah, I can't. It's undecided. I don't even know who Moira Attorney is.
1: She was she was in ER for a long time.
2: Yeah, you you um, would know where to see her. My mother watched that show,
0: so <laughs> I here get we it, go, David. <laughs> Here's the biggest, or one of the biggest movies he's ever been in. This sprouted one sequel, which we'll talk about later, and allegedly a second one coming out in a year. I want to say, but knocked up. Seth Rogen, Catherine Heigl, Leslie Mann, and of course, himself. This movie is great on so many levels. It, he's a secondary character, but he's still a top-billed cast member. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. he plays the husband of Leslie Mann's character. Best part of the movie that he's involved in is obviously when he's complaining about his kids. <laughs> or when she, when she thinks he's having an affair and he's just at a fantasy baseball draft. Is he like, like, like oh, also yeah, going to the... see
1: the new Spider-Man movie at the time or something like that?
0: Yeah. Like, I, 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 <laughs>
1: Not to Seth Rogen is what the Forty-Year-Old Virgin is to Steve Carell. How so? Um, I think it really put them in the spotlight because, like, I, as, as a leading character. Because before Knocked Up and before Forty-Year-Old Virgin, for you know, Seth Rogen, and Steve Carell, they were similar to Paul Rudd. They were just these supporting characters, but forty-year-old Virgin gave Steve Carell that spotlight, even though Paul Rudd's great in both movies. But Seth Roken got his like lead role essentially in this movie, and I think Paul Rudd was like a great
0: supporting character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David's quiet. Does this mean he just agrees? Is it cash only?
2: Yeah, I agree. This movie—I remember when it came out. There was a lot of controversy behind it. Um but it was the people that were complaining about it were the people that it wasn't for <laughs> the wasn't that the movie wasn't directed towards.
0: That's fair. Now I have a, a trivia question for you guys. It's, it's, a, it's that time of the show. All right.
2: C. so I in 2007,
0: C. depending on who you ask, Paul Rudd was either credited or not credited for his role in this other 2007 comedy. Now, I, I will give you one hint. He plays a famous beetle. Oh, walk
1: hard. The Dewey Cox story.
0: There it is. Yeah. He plays John Lennon. He plays Lennon. John
1: Lennon. There's no oh, limit yeah, to what you minutes. can imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do the drugs, Dewey. <laughs> Again, such a small, small role, but he just he encapsulates it Mm like his comedic timing is just incredible
1: he really takes advantage of any role no matter how big or small it is he really takes advantage of the the work he's given which is always just such a treat to see
0: that guy acts like every job is his last job yeah he tries so hard to make sure he gets another one
2: well maybe because he is a a generic white actor
0: i don't think he i don't think we can consider him generic Next up on the non-trivia list is Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: Mm-hmm. Love this movie. I was, sh-
0: I was shocked to see he was top billed on this one. Maybe it cost him a lot for his, his cameo as the, it, the cool surfer dude. Kunu? Yeah, but he was in quite a bit of the movie. Um, I just didn't remember that.
1: He he was definitely in like the, the latter half for, for quite a bit. But I actually, I have a trivia question for you guys. What, is, what does Kunu mean? And so the kunu is his Hawaiian name, but what does it mean?
0: Oh, I don't know. Probably like he, he was burnt he, out, so maybe like a stoner? No,
1: no he he says exact he says what it what it means. Oh because kunu. remember he gives Jason Siegel the Hawaiian name of PPOP. And then he's like cool, he's like, Kunu, what is that? He gives him his, his English name. And he's like, Oh, he's like he's like, but my, my Hawaiian name is kunu. He's like, Oh, cool, what does that mean?
0: I forget. I'm so mad at myself. That's okay. But I remember.
2: Is it like a body part?
1: No, no, no. It's 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 his name in the in the movie.
2: No, I know, but like is it does it mean a body part or something?
1: Oh, um no, it means Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Remember he goes, yeah, he's like, I'm Chuck, but like my Hawaiian name is Kunu. And he's like, Oh, he's like, that's so cool. Like, what does that mean? It means Chuck.
0: <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> um This movie was also one of those ones where it had like a lot of really funny little moments. Mm-hmm. You you look at the cast and you look at the 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 poster and you're like, oh, this isn't a Paul Rudd movie, but Paul Rudd shines where he needs to. Totally. And when you're looking at the the cast, you're like, okay, well, Jason Siegel, probably the lead, Kristen Bell probably the lead, Mila Kunis probably mm-hmm. the lead. Holy shit, Jonah Hill and Russell Brand are in this movie. Bill Hader. Bill Hader good movie oh yes the dracula opera (laughs) great movie i'm i'm all in on cash i'm forgetting sarah marshall
1: this is as cash as cash gets because not only does paul rudd basically have the best part in this movie but this movie also introduced us to one of the best bands one of the best fake bands ever infant sorrow
0: and get him to the Greek.
1: Get him to the Greek, got, exactly, yeah. Which Paul Rudd, unfortunately, was not in, but... Uh,
0: unavailable for scheduling, I guess probably.
1: so, yeah. Too too busy surfing in Hawaii.
0: Or too busy shooting two massive movies at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he did Role Models, and he did I Love You, Man. And I want to talk about both of them. Because they're two of my favorite movies. And I think this is why I love Paul Rudd so much. is like his versatility... Of being same, same, but different. In I Love You, Man, or sorry, in Role Models, he's like down on his luck. He's getting apparently broken up with, with Elizabeth Banks. I know it's a, it's a roller coaster with who he's dating. She's back, and again. Of these movies. <laughs> back again. Back the, again. The fact that they did a Big Brother, Little Brother comedy ensemble with him and Sean Williams Scott, it worked so incredibly well. Jane Lynch, another one that's mm. been in multiple of his movies.
1: It, it it makes me think that with him and Sean William Scott working so well together, it's kind of hard to believe that Paul Rudd didn't show up in any American Pie movies.
0: Well, reunion would have came up after, like that would have been twenty thirteen. No, so... but even
1: even like like the original American Pies.
0: That's true. Yeah, like their chemistry was beyond oh, it's great. Like, good, yeah. It was great. The. Like McLovin was in it. Yep. It was LARP filled. Ken Jeong. Um, Ken Jong, Joe Latruglio yep. again. Latruglio. L- How L- L- do you pronounce it L- again? L-
1: Latru- oh, now you got me questioning myself. Joe L- right? Latruglio, I believe. T-R-U-G-L-I-O. Just
0: phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's Charles Boyle. <laughs> Charles Boyle. Our boy. Our boy. Role models for me. And Kiss My Anthea. Another cash. Yeah. Uh, cash in- Money Movie. Instant
2: cash. Agreed. Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed with, the, Agreed w- with the whispering no
0: eye. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell her you can't wait to see her whispering <laughs> eye. What does that even mean? It means, it means vagina. <laughs> 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 now, you'd be remiss to mention one without the other. And I think I love you, man, does the exact same thing, mm-hmm. but in a different way. Totally he's agree. He's now, he's now, actually, I guess he was kind of like the loser. No, he was the guy who had it all together and I love you man and Jason Seagal was the loser.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: That movie had a bunch of different people. Thomas uh Thomas Lennon was in that <laughs> one. Rashida Jones. Um we had oh, Lou Ferrigno? Like Lou yeah, Lou Ferrigno. It? John Favreau was in the movie as well.
1: That movie gave us the term Jobin.
0: Jobin and slap it a Bias. <laughs> slap it a beast, man. Slap it a Bias. <laughs> David, you've seen I Love You, Man. Yeah,
2: I have. And I think, you know what? The one thing I remember about this movie is the scene. I believe it's in when uh, Jason Segal is talking with uh, Sarah Burns in the bar. Uh, Like there's a bar scene or something like that. And he has a glass in his uh, left hand. And then the scene changes, the, the view changes something back, and then it the, goes back to him. And then the glass is in his right hand. And I remember seeing this in theaters, and it was such a, like an obvious <laughs> fuck up <laughs> that, that that is the one thing that just stood out for me. So just based on that alone, I'm going to say that this is a crap movie.
1: So, but. You wouldn't I'm just call joking. it I love you, I'm man. Joking. You I'm would, call, you would like, call it a, I, I hate you continuity.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed this one.
0: It, it's funny, too, because when you look back at it, I thought you were going to talk about the scene where he's, like, whispering to people, like, hey, that guy just farted, like, while they're at the housing. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you, you know, that guy just crop dusted all over your living room. So good.
1: Yeah. But you know, That's
0: where I thought you were going. To- total um, total what, cash for what, me. What's next on the cash or crap list? We've got dinner for schmucks. This Uh, movie is not for everyone.
1: No, I, I remember seeing this movie, but I don't remember being in love with it. It's one of those movies where it's like, yeah, you know, like, would you recommend it to a friend? Maybe it's, it's a kind of movie where if you're ready to watch an average movie that might not be, you know, very memorable, it's perfect but like, I think people shouldn't be going into this movie thinking it's going to be like an absolute masterpiece because it's basically half of the Channel Channel 5 news team.
0: Mm-hmm. Assemble! Uh, it's when ca- did The Hangover it- come out? 2009. So I believe this is also 2010, right? I think the biggest downfall to this movie was a studio going, let's take Paul Rudd and Steve Carell and put them with this funny guy who was in this absolute summer blockbuster called the hangover and see what happens. I like the movie. It's enjoyable. Would I say it's cash money? No, it was like super weird. It's Mm -hmm. all about a movie. It's, uh, what was that movie with, uh, Rachel D. cook years ago? Not never been kissed. What's the one where he has to, um, turn the prom date into like prom queen.
2: Never been fucked.
0: no, (laughs)
1: That's the point. Not, oh, okay. not another teen
0: movie makes fun of it.
1: Oh fuck. Um,
0: oh, th- this is gonna annoy me. Essentially, this is what that movie was. Like you had to bring like this loser to your dinner to see who could make the best loser work. I think it has never been kissed. Nope, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Instantly shut yourself down right there. I mean yeah. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say this this does not classify as a cash movie for me as much as i love steve carell and paul rudd you know everyone's gonna have their miss for example will ferrell and john c riley holmes and watson major miss
2: Mm -hmm. this
1: yeah and i'm not gonna say that dinner for schmucks is as bad as holmes and watson because it's not that bad but it's definitely not that good
0: dude i missed the mark completely it was she's all that oh oh and I now feel stupid because <laughs> I should have known that, and I had to Google it. I feel that's like, a point.
2: Yeah, I feel like dinner for Schmucks was just more of an awkward movie. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh,
0: great way to put it. Great way to put it.
2: It didn't really stand out either way, but like the whole time, it was just kind of like uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies where. I think it's OK to have on in the background, but like you're not going to go to the video store and rent it or you're not going to spend four dollars renting it one night because you're like, hey, let's check this out.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, the next movie on our list is different. This was one of his first like not super funny, but kind of serious roles, but he still did a really good job. I thought "Our Idiot Brother with Elizabeth Banks and Zoe Deschanel.
1: So this is similar to dinner for schmucks in the sense that I remember seeing this movie, but I don't remember if I liked it or not. Like it, it didn't stick with me for very long.
0: Um, I'm trying to remember like what my original thought process was. It kind of reminded me a little bit. It's the same premise of like Dave who lives at home, right? Mm -hmm. It's, Basically, the, the brother is legitimately an idiot, uh-huh. but they're trying to like get his life back on track.
1: And I, I remember I feel like they marketed this movie as like way more of a comedy than it ended up being.
0: Yeah, I think it had a sad ending.
1: I, I think it, I don't know if, it, if the ending was sad, but I remember like the one thing I do remember about this movie is like going to it. thinking to myself, I'm ready to laugh. You know, like this is going to be like a very like touching comedy. I can't wait. And I did not laugh nearly as much as I hoped I would. So that was, you know, definitely, definitely not ideal.
0: I must have laughed a little bit because it had Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks, Zoe Deschanel, Adam Scott, Rashida Jones, uh, Steve Coogan, Catherine Hahn. T.J. Miller was in that movie. That's that's a pretty Pretty funny cast. cast. Yeah. I'm, I might give this one another chance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not cash, it's not crap, but we have to pick one. So I guess David can decide.
2: Uh, I am going to say this one's crap.
0: Wow, this guy's a dick. <laughs> 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 How would you feel about Wonderlust, David?
2: Wonderlust. Uh, I don't think I've seen this one.
0: This is where they live on a nudist colony or at a nudist colony. And then he almost loses his wife because he doesn't want to like change his belief system. And it's pretty funny. It's I, I thought movie was yeah, very
2: I've funny. never, I've yeah. never actually seen this one now that I look at it. I, I haven't I seen it
1: in a long time, but it I remember laughing quite a bit.
2: Very solid movie. Very yeah, solid that, movie. That guy that you can't pronounce his name, isn't it? Justin Theroux. No, Joe Latruglio. Oh, he's oh, in the, he's in
0: all of his movies. Yeah, he's the um, uh, he's the nudist quality like leader. Not Joe Latruglio. No, he's like the little. Well, obviously he's shorter, but he's isn't he like the little guy who like lives in the the cabin with all them or in that house? I'm
1: not gonna lie, I haven't seen this movie in forever. So it's you're you're probably right, but uh, all I remember is. Justin Theroux going up to Paul Rudd at one point and whispering in his ear, I just had sex with your wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then he turned into a complete asshole to people. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I swear he like, he did. He was a nudist with a beard, like a sharp pointy beard.
1: <laughs> I I, would, I would say this movie is cash. From what I, from like my memory of seeing it, I remember enjoying it quite a lot. I would say this movie is cash.
0: I'm with you right there. I think it's a cash movie through and through. But does David think I, so? I've
2: never seen this, so I can't uh, I can't confidently vote. So I'm going to say crap. All
0: right. Well, we do have only a few movies left, uh, but two to one always wins, so that's fine. This is 40. Um, I credited the, stat- the cast as Leslie Mann, the Apatow Daughters, because I wanted to put them ahead of Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan Fox is in that movie?
1: Yeah. Wow. I've not seen this movie in a long time.
0: So this is 50 is coming out soon.
1: I feel like that hasn't really? been like, is that like even like public knowledge? Cause like I have, I did not know that that was the thing.
0: Yeah. Judd Apatow. Uh, I guess, and I didn't realize this, but I guess Paul Rudd's character is like loosely based on Judd Apatow's life. And it's like him and his wife, mm-hmm. which is his actual wife, yeah. Leslie Mann. So I think that's really cool. That he's kind of like putting some of their struggles out there. This is 40 was a pretty fun flick. I'm not going to lie. No, I thought it was good. It
1: was was definitely more serious than I thought. But I also remember this was a very long movie. But then again, it's Judd Apatow. So, I mean, like, even if it's like the simplest movie ever, if Judd Apatow is directing and writing it, it's going to be like two and a half hours.
0: The other prime example of him overstepping his boundaries with time limits on movies is... um, Wow, the movie just left my head. The five, funny people.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say the five-year engagement.
0: That movie was far too long in all respects. Interesting movie, yeah. But yes, no. Fun- Judd Apatow has this like way of doing this, and I, I get you're it. you're
1: right about Funny People.
0: Great movie, too long.
2: Yeah, but funny. About, like, about a half hour, forty five minutes too long.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. It's kind of like uh, the latest Batman movie. A little bit too long for. Most yeah. people's liking uh, overall
1: with this is forty. Even though it is <laughs> this is forty minutes too long, so it should be called. Um, <laughs> there I go. That's it for me. Uh, I would still say this movie's cash, just because I think it's like such an interesting sequel that really didn't need to happen, but I'm glad that it did.
0: I I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah,
1: it's funny. I actually went to a Q and A with Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. Uh, right before this movie came out. And I asked him, I remember I I got to ask the first question. I asked him, did you plan on making this a sequel? Like, was that always the goal? And he said, no, he was like, I kind of just started writing the movie. And then I realized that it would make perfect sense to just have the characters be from knocked up and like, keep that universe going, which I thought was super neat. So yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Judd Apatow is developed as of March 17th. Jed Apatow had announced that he is writing the sequel to This Is 40, titled This Is 50. Now, for Jed Apatow fans who want to be on this journey with us, you know what movie isn't going to get a sequel? And he apparently asked the whole cast. Super bad. Damn so, it. Super bad is now dead. And like good. Please don't touch one of the best movies ever.
1: They, should, they could so, have called it Super bad.
0: Super bad? <laughs> it would have been funny if it was like. Um Jules, and why can't I think of Jonah Hill's character's name?
1: Seth. Seth and Jules. Seth Rogen.
0: It would have been great if they had kids. And that's kind of like... <laughs> like, like that's where the show went. Would it would like, be like the Iron Chef of Pounding Vaj. Michael Sarah's character clearly didn't amount to anything except for, <laughs> and this is the end. What yeah. did Michael Sarah's butthole look like? <laughs> did it have cute little sprinkles on it? Um... <laughs> Paul Rudd takes an acting break a bit from film. Gets a, gets a little little title by Marvel. Tiny guy, really, Ant-Man. in 2015, but before that, he was doing... He was a series regular on Parks and Rec, Burning Love, Children's Hospital, and so many more things. While he was shooting Ant-Man. And subsequently, like, The Avengers, which we didn't put on this list. And Captain America: Civil War. He had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. What do we think of that? Like, do we think more actors maybe should take these kind of breaks and explore a little bit differently? It's like the reverse Jen Anderson kind of.
1: I think it's always good to see like a big, like big time actor just go to a TV show for a little bit. Like seeing him as Bobby Newport was such a like such a nice thing to see. Because not only is it just like great to see Paul Rudd in a TV show, but that character is hilariously terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's never worked a, a day in his life.
0: <laughs> when when he sees the attack ad for the first time, he's like, why'd you guys have to be so mean? Like, I would never oh, God, do that a, to you.
1: I saw your commercial. I love it. Why'd you guys have got to be so mean, though? Really wish you or wouldn't be that mean.
0: Leslie's speech, and he's like applauding. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> It's a, so gr- it's a great
1: character you. so I, I feel like more like big time movie actors need to do tv yeah
0: i i'd agree it, and this it, is 2000- 2000
2: it, it can bring uh a, a, a an the next level to that tv show mm-hmm. right like when you have actors that are w- good actors that we see a lot on in movies and stuff like that it can actually bring a new life to a tv show when you they come on there and and if they're recurring characters. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: 100%. Um, maybe that's a cash or crap we can do. Like big actors going to the small screen. We'll do that sometime. My That'll TV's be like a fall. Big. That's
2: just silence. <laughs> the virtual crowd is booing you. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> so Paul Rudd actually extended his like acting hiatus outside of film from 2012 to 2017 because he was busy with all those Marvel projects let's talk ant-man for a second it's kind of we'll do both at the same time i guess they're both obviously cash movies for the amount of money they made Mm -hmm. but what he brought to the mcu is his brand he brought his comedic style like timing his style he wasn't the chris evans robert downey jr that we were used to he didn't have to play an idiot like chris hemsworth but he's also senior to some of these guys right like Brother's 50.
1: He looks good. It's,
0: it's crazy that he's aging like fine wine, and it's like his acting is getting better and better. But Ant-Man to me was the change the MCU needed to keep going forward. And now the MCU is kind of like muddled. So it's it's kind of oh. interesting as to see where it's kind of going. But for me, Ant-Man was incredibly cash.
2: I <laughs> think. With Ant Man, it kind of came out of nowhere too. I remember being in the theater for another movie, and they showed the trailer for Ant Man, and I'm like, "The fuck is this?" Right? Like, they're literally making superhero movies out of anything now, <laughs> and the movie ended up being great, mm-hmm. right? Like, and his character ended up playing a huge role in the overall, yeah, uh, MCU cinematic universe, right? Oh yeah, and uh, like you said, like he brought his his unique way of acting to the MCU, which did change things a lot. Um, And it's one of those things that that movie, I think it surprised a lot of people. Mm
0: -hmm. 100%. Right.
2: Because uh, Paul Rudd was known as this, not like a huge big name actor, but like he was more known for comedies and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people were kind of skeptical of the quality of this movie. And then when it came out, it actually was really good. And mm-hmm. his acting style and the way that he played the character really worked well for the MCU. And when they implemented Ant-Man into the Avengers with everyone else, his comedy and his character and the way that he played it really, uh, evened out the rest of the Avengers and whatnot. And how everyone's person- and everyone's personalities are very different, and his was a very unique uh, character personality for the MCU, and it worked really well.
1: The one thing I keep thinking about with Ant Man specifically is that this movie was supposed to be directed originally by Edgar Wright. And I, do you c- remember why he didn't do it? Cre- he, he dropped out over creative differences. Yeah, yeah. So I just keep thinking, like, what would what would that movie? Had looked like. You know. Uh, the
0: the other thing I always think about. When it comes to Ant-Man. And Paul Rudd. Because every single movie. We've talked about since. Like anything that we've put the word cash beside. Has had one or two actors. That he's always worked with. And that's what makes it work.
2: Mm-hmm. right? Dwayne Wonder the Les- Rock Johnson. One or <laughs> less
0: isn't even the exception. <laughs> when you look at Ant-Man. He had incredible comedic timing. And him and Randall Park became this just dynamic duo that people like crave. People want Ant-Man and him. <laughs> like that's what they want. They want him in all those projects. Mm-hmm. He was he was a standout in WandaVision because he had the ability to do that. And I think Paul Rudd helped make that move or like make that apparent, but to me that that like combination was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um obviously we're not going to talk about the second wet hot because you guys hit, never saw the first one but we will move to the catcher was a spy. This movie looks concerning. I know it was supposed to be a serious movie but I I just looked at the numbers. Took cost 14 million to make. 14 million to make. And it didn't even make a million dollars in gross revenue.
2: Uh when did this movie come out?
0: 2017 so you can't even blame the panini I thought uh, it was the, the Catherine in the rye
1: when I first read the title that yeah. would have and I was made like, more I was like, sense I was like did J.D. Salinger <laughs> did they make a movie about J.D. Salinger's book and Paul Rudd's the guy in it like Holden Caulfield
0: did you read the synopsis for this movie because I expected none of us to actually see it so I watched the trailer which looks dry as fuck but it's former major League baseball player Mo Berg goes undercover in World War II Europe for the Office of the Strategic Services.
1: Yeah, you can count me out. <laughs> yeah
2: I mean I, I like I like uh you know world World War II spy movies and stuff like that. Uh, but th- I don't know, it doesn't really give you an idea on what this movie's about.
0: This movie looks bad, even from the trailer.
2: Mm-hmm. And and you know what the thing is is it didn't make much money. But I don't even remember it coming out in theaters. Yeah, like same. all these other movies, I can remember it being in theaters. If you know early two thousand movies, uh, but this one I don't remember if it came out in theaters. So the fact that it made less than a million dollars,
1: That's like that's embarrassing.
2: Uh, oh, and it's based
1: it, on a true story.
2: Yeah, it most likely. Honestly, it most likely was a limited the theatrical release.
1: Yeah. It's it's gonna it, be it's gonna be crap for me. I'll just I'll say that.
0: <laughs> that's that's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, Doug. He, he was parachuted into Yugoslavia before he did the Heisenberg mission. Well damn okay, now I'm just gonna i
1: cool. I'm gonna go watch Breaking Bad after this.
0: <laughs> Mr. Heisenberg himself. <laughs> um Ant Man and the Wasp, I don't think we have to touch. I put it on the list solely because there was like he's done nothing but Avengers and ant-man movies Mm
2: -hmm. in the last five years uh but i just want to say ant-man and the wasp kind of took what ant-man did well and expanded on it Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's ultimately what it was right like it was i I think people were excited to see ant-man and the wasp because of how well ant-man did and it kind of blew people's expectations away and it didn't disappoint now there is a third ant-man movie coming out so, this is where we run into these problems. Like uh, the, the third um, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I and mean, we were talking about this on the previous episode. We're we're kind of concerned about that one, right? Because I feel like the the run for Guardians of the Galaxy has kind of it's kind of run its course, right? Whereas with Ant Man, it could go either way, right? Because mm-hmm. he was a, such a major player, and like I said earlier, he was a major player in the Avengers right? And, and that, mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe stage one through three or whatever it was, but how are they implementing him into the future of Marvel, right? Um, is he going to be sidelined eventually? Is he going to continue to be a major character and stuff like that? So depending on how things go with the third movie, uh, it could really go either way. But this one was it was it, like I said, it took what was great with the first movie and just expanded on it. And mm-hmm. I think you're, this one stands.
0: Yeah, you're right. I agree. I think with Ant-Man and the Wasp and then quantum, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania, the biggest difference is like you said, with the guardians, the, some of the guardians actors have been like out right with their desire to leave the roles, right? Like Dave Batista wants out, um, nobody really knows what happens with uh, what is happening with Zoe Saldana and the trilogy is done. So Chris Pratt's probably going to move on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When you look at Ant-Man and the Wasp in particular, they're introducing Marvel's next baddie. Like Kang the Conqueror is in that movie and we know that. So they have a lot to, to handle, but Scott Lang is different than the traditional one from the comics where he was the scientist and one of the like, big contributors to like tony stark and the avengers so it's different for sure
2: uh-huh.
0: um again he did a lot of acting that wasn't movie related he did um a lot of different marvel projects but he also did the shrink next door and what what was that other one uh max uh, living living with yourself living with my, yeah yeah he's had a netflix and an apple tv series in the last two years that's pretty impressive yeah.
1: he's, he's doing well he's keeping himself busy
0: and weirdly, he was in a show with himself that did very well and a show with Will Ferrell that did extremely well. Mm-hmm. Finally, we're at the last movie of the list. Ghostbusters Afterlife. This movie had that that nostalgic pull like no other. Right. It was designed to kind of close off a chapter of Ghostbusters while trying to reboot a franchise. And a lot of people were a little curious when the first trailer had Finn Wolfhard, who people kind of want to slap around. And Paul Rudd as one of the main characters. And Paul Rudd smashed. He absolutely smashed this role.
1: I got to be honest. I still haven't seen it. Really? Wow. Yeah,
0: that is disappointing.
2: All right. Well, folks, that was this episode. (laughs) It's Um... been great. Never coming back.
1: (laughs) Um, no, I just, I never, I don't know. I never got around to it. I will you know see what, This,
2: it. Yeah, you should. This movie, the expectations were fairly low going into it, I think. Um, because of the horrible Ghostbusters film that was released a few years prior. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and the trailer, it didn't look, it, nothing was like blow me out of the water I need to see this movie Um, but it was one of those things that it we knew that they were trying to be more true to the original uh, I guess two movies Um, and so I think people were more interested in seeing it that's kind of why I was interested in seeing it Mm -hmm. but like Sean said like he did play the character like really well Um, and this kind of shows that he can play a serious character in a more lighthearted movie like Ghostbusters isn't the most serious movie even when it tries to be serious, right? right? Um, but he still was able to bridge that gap between a character who was co- like comedic, but also didn't really want anything to do with what's going on. <laughs> um, so you got you got to see this movie. I think it was really well done. It was a good movie. Um, and. It was different enough from the mcu stuff that he's been doing for so Mm -hmm. long that it shows that he's able to do other stuff without being typecast as always now being like a superhero right Right. you know robert downey jr is always going to be iron man forever right Right. like (laughs) And uh, Chris Evans is always going to be Captain America. I think every movie that he's going to do in the future is going to be he either has to do the extreme opposite (laughs) of like some sort of like superhero, super strong guy or whatever.
0: So I'm glad you bring that up because his new movie is apparently nuts and he's the bad guy. Mr. Gray. Apparently, like early things uh, like the Russos did it and he went from being uh, having America's ass to being America's asshole. I'm so excited to see this movie.
1: Interesting.
0: Right? Yeah. Cool. Anything the Russos does is pretty much gold. And I'll always think back to 21 Bridges with um Chaba Bozeman. I'm I'm excited. Sorry to cut you off, David. I just I wanted to let you know that Chris Evans is going to play a bad guy.
2: You know, and I think we need more of this, right? Like we grow up with the same characters playing this the heroes all the time that when they turn around and they're the bad guy it makes it more interesting right mm-hmm. uh like mission impossible fallout right what's his name super henry, he henry, cavill. henry henry cavill right he was always known as playing like well he was superman he was always a good guy and in that movie you think he's a good guy and then turns around and he's actually a bad guy and it's like okay, this makes this character so much more interesting, and it shows like the the abilities of these actors to play different kinds of characters and different. Like, I can play a bad guy, right, and be convincing, not like a Doctor Evil bad guy, right, where it's like okay, you're <laughs> you're you're still being funny, right? But like a serious, like okay, I wouldn't want to mess with this person in real life, and and when you see them, they have this persona where you don't even connect them to being a good guy in anything else right like it just is believable so i don't think paul rudd could play a bad guy though
0: (laughs) i think i think he could play a sinister type of dude maybe sinister
2: but but not like a legitimate like believable evil guy who has henchmen that are useful (laughs) so
0: we can all agree we've seen a lot of television and movies is there a role that you'd like to see paul rudd play whether it's something that hasn't come up yet and you just have like an idea for a role for him or if something was being rebooted, you'd be like that. That would be a good Paul Rudd.
2: That's a good question. Casey Jones in TMNT.
0: Wasn't it Stephen Amell?
2: No, I'm pretty sure Casey is like the guy with the hockey mask.
0: Yeah, that's one of the Amells from like Arrow. I'm pretty sure.
2: Is it? Yeah, but I feel like he would be a good Casey Jones.
0: Like a quirky one kind of, yeah. Feel you know, like he could
1: be a like, good um who's the guy from Scooby Doo, Freddie Prince Jr.
0: Oh, um Shaggy? Not Shaggy. No. Fred. Fred? Is it Fred? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's Fred Daphne Velma, yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see him doing that pretty well. He still has the he has such a young face, he could pull it off.
0: So, uh, I would have two things. I would love to see him in a film about the Kansas City Royals winning the World Series. Either as like the the manager or as a player cuz he still looks fairly young. He could probably do it. Damn, I lost my other one. And it was it
2: sounds was like so- it would have been great. I'm surprised he hasn't been cast in some sort of Star Wars thing. To be honest, like Disney likes to To use a lot of these well-known actors and and reuse them within their their company, right for productions like that. I'm surprised that he hasn't.
1: I mean, Taika Waititi is doing the new Star Wars franchise, so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: could could incorporate him somehow. You you never Mm -hmm. know, even if it's like a little cameo.
2: Well, and I think he would be able to fit in well to the Star Wars universe because Star Wars, uh is known for having like a lot of seriousness and comedy as well. Kind of like mixed in there.
1: All I'm going to say is that if he does make an appearance in the star Wars universe, doesn't matter what his character's first name is or last name. One of them has to be Jobin. <laughs> that, that work, that name works in the star Wars universe and yeah, it has to true. be, they have to incorporate that.
0: That's true. <laughs> so I remembered, I would love to, Like, I know they did a Griswold kind of reboot with Vacation and Ed Helms. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh
0: But a Christmas Vacation-style movie with Paul Rudd where he has just the ability to have everything go right and wrong. And some of his friends along the way, I think, would be his wheelhouse. I think it's time we get a Paul Rudd Christmas or holiday movie. I would check that out.
2: Yeah, I feel like that could be kind of like a flashback or throwback to the, the movies of the the early two thousands. They could use stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It would be, it would be great, but that's, that's it for the Paul Rudd show guys. I'm i I'm happy we got here. I'm very excited that we, we, we killed it as a group. And uh, by the looks of our chart, Paul Rudd is mostly cash with a little crap along the way. Mm Hmm.
2: He's got and a pretty like diverse he, list
0: to, uh, to quote his beetle character, John Lennon. He got by with a little help from his friends. <laughs> Every movie that we gave cash was because he had his friends along the way. Now, so
2: does that make him a bad actor then? Because if all the movies that he's in with is based off of other people in it,
0: makes him, I
1: makes think, him a like, good friend.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like a fine wine, Paul Rudd is developing at his own pace. And he's right now, I think, get, we're getting almost peak or near peak Rudd.
2: Um, peak all over Philadelphia.
0: So so that is, our, uh, that is our June cash or crap. Do you guys want to quickly tease what we're doing in July? I'm really excited for that cash or crap. We're going to work really hard on it and make it super, super fun.
2: Well, we'll see how fun it is. <laughs> we're going to mix things up a little bit instead of uh, talking about a specific actor or actress, we're going to mix things up and we're going to just be talking about uh, s- like summer blockbusters. So summertime is known for the blockbuster movies, uh, ex- unless it was in the last like two years, because <laughs> we <haven't> really <laughs> had summer blockbusters. <laughs> uh, but summertime is when all like the big movies come out. Um, yes. A lot of superhero movies are in there, but we're going to, uh, not talk about those ones because we all know that those would all be cash anyways. Um, but we're going to, we're going to go over the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, Hey, maybe 40, 50 years. Who knows how far we can go down the rabbit hole
0: Two a two part episode. <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's it. That's going to be our July one because you know what it's summertime by July, you know, things are summer's full on, you know, maybe the snow will finally have melted up where I live.
0: <laughs> you guys get like three weeks of summer and then it's just back to winter and perpetual yeah. awfulness. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, everyone, we want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, for myself, my good friend Max, and David,
2: no audio clip. He didn't do it. Well, you know, I'm just, and David. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fine, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I can redo this. Ready? Give me one second. For myself, for at Farsey, Max Producted. and <laughs> David, thank you and good night. We'll catch you on the next episode of the scene on screen podcast.